Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Matthew, chapter 19. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. The trend toward quick and easy divorce and the ever-increasing divorce rate subjects children to physical and emotional pain, producing a society with a higher incident of mental illness than ever before. This illness will be characterized by a lack of self-control. Interesting. Let me just ask you, if you're in the process of getting a divorce or considering it, let me just beg you, please think about your children. Think about your children. So after talking about marriage and divorce, they brought the children to Jesus. Don't you see that? Now, fast forward, Mark chapter 10, flip over there. I know you turned already. Mark chapter 10, because I really want to deal with a few pieces here in Mark, because it's the same story. It's a parallel account. Although in Mark, we get a few more details that we don't get in Matthew. So I kind of like this story in Mark just a little bit better. Here in Mark chapter 10 in verses 13 through 16, we have the very same thing. Notice in verse 13 there in, in chapter 10 of Mark, it says that they brought the children to him. You know, this is one of the artists and painters. This is actually one of their favorite scenes to paint. Why? Because it's easy to picture in the mind. I mean, think about it. You got moms and dads. It says they brought, they brought. Moms and dads, grandmoms and grandpas bringing their children to Jesus so that he could touch them. And think about it. It's real easy to picture. A bunch of kids all around Jesus. And they're probably pulling on his robe and grabbing on his leg and trying to knock him over. And, you know, and and the thing that I love is that Jesus didn't say, get away from me, you little crumb snatchers. Get get off my leg. Get off my leg. He didn't do that. Jesus said, hey, let them come to me. This is like a really wonderful, beautiful, touching scene. Some have called it the Magna Carta of children, a bill of rights for kids loudly proclaiming that they have a right to be valued and appreciated. Now, understand something. In Jesus' day... At this time in history, there was a Hellenistic society. In this time in history, kids were either loved or exploited, and they weren't valued and appreciated. They weren't considered a blessing at this time. They were considered a burden. It was a a papyrus letter that was found and dated June 17th, 1 BC, written from Helion, is the name of the man, to his expected wife, Alice. And he said this, this is a letter found. He said, if it's a male child, let it live. If it's a female child, then cast it out. 
He's writing her a letter. Apparently, they believe he's on business or even in the military. And he sent her home a letter. Infanticide was practiced even back in Jesus' day in the early church days. You remember Herod, was made, he made a public decree to kill all the male babies under the age of two. You see, infanticide then was finally outlawed in, by Roman law in 375 A.D., but it didn't last long. And it, and it wasn't effective because Rome had on their books a law on their books called Patria Potesta which gave the father the absolute power to extend death and life to his children in that time. Clearly, children were not a blessing in Jesus' day. They were a burden. Might I add, today, children are not considered a blessing. They're considered a burden. They really are. What makes you say that, Rodney? Abortion. Do you know? Do you know that millions of babies are aborted every year? I found a statistic that said one baby is aborted in our country every three minutes. Think about it. Clock it. Tick. Three minutes from now, a baby's aborted. Children are not a blessing in our culture. They're considered a burden. I've heard of people even today lobbying, get this, lobbying so that mothers can bring their babies to hospitals and leave their children with no questions asked in the hospitals. This is a a lobby. The people are lobbying for this today. You don't want your baby anymore. Why? Because they're finding babies left in alleys. They're finding them left on doorsteps. They're finding them left on the corners and on the streets and thrown away in trash cans. This is what's going on in our world concerning children. And I'm amazed at this smoke screen that, you know, we, we're all in the children. It's all about kids' rights. No, it isn't. What's going on? No, it isn't. So let's, give, put, let's put a law in place that says you don't want your baby. Well, then you just take them to the hospital and you just leave the kid right there. No questions asked. That's what's going on in our world. The Bible's clear. Children are a blessing from God. Amen, saints. Psalm 127, verse 3, it says this. Children are a heritage from the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 6. Children's children are the crown of an old man. In other words, grandchildren. It was Chuck Smith who said, if he knows how much, Chuck Smith who said this, he said, if I knew how much fun grandchildren were, I would have had them first. Hmm. I don't know about that. Now notice this here. Now pay particular attention to it again. Would you look at it again in in Mark 10, 13? Because this is huge. They brought little children to Jesus. You see that? Notice the kids didn't bring themselves. The parents bought them. The adults brought them. And we need to bring our children to Jesus. Parents, let me tell you something. Now listen, listen close. Do not, under no circumstances, if you don't have children, take notes. If you have children, don't do this. Don't let your kids make a decision whether they want to go to church or not. 
I've heard of this. I'm not making this stuff up. You know, well, they don't want to go to church. They just don't want to go. So? I don't want to do a lot of things either, but I have to do it. They don't want to go to church. You know, you guys know I told you, in, in my home, and this is the way, in my home, if you live in my home, you will go to church. That's just it. When I leave for church, I don't leave people in the house. If you come stay with me, you got to come to church. But I'm an atheist. I don't care. You got to come to church. Okay? Even if you don't believe, you got to come to church. Because my house is not a hotel. And you can stay there. I love you. Mean it. But Sunday morning, you got to go to church. Don't know what else to tell you. If you can't go to church, I'll be happy to get your hotel across town. I really mean that. Because as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, if you don't, don't misunderstand me, you can't make somebody serve the Lord. But you can certainly encourage it. Of course. No, you got to go to church. Kids, you know, you can't choose whether you want to go. You can't choose who you're going to serve. You can't, not as a child. It's my responsibility as a parent to bring them to Jesus. I was looking at, uh, um, um, what is this show? Uh, Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven, which they got some serious issues on that show, but okay, fine. Maybe, you know, we won't even do Girl, You Got Issues. We'll just do Television Got Issues. Seventh Heaven, they got issues. And I remember... This, this one particular episode, probably the last one I saw, but, but this one particular episode, the daughter of the Christian pastor said, Dad, I want to explore other religions. And she had a Quran, and I think she had, I think it was just a Quran, which kind of the focal Bible, whatever. And uh, he was like, well, okay, honey, no problem. And uh, go ahead. Well, by the end of the show, I guess there was some veil-clouded message that she actually did choose Christianity, I guess. But, but the very fact, listen, I'm glad she chose Christianity, but the very fact that a Christian pastor on, would ever send that message or that comes through television that it's okay for children to choose is not good. No, it is not good. We have a responsibility to bring them to Jesus. See, because what happens is if you allow them to choose, parent, mom, dad, you allow them to choose, they might choose the wrong thing. You're risking their eternity because you want to give them a choice. You know, a pastor wanted to show off his garden to a man who wouldn't let his children attend church. So he wanted them to. He wanted them to wait until they were old enough to decide for themselves. Well, when they walked into the garden, the pastor and the man, it was full of weeds, which was choking out his squash and his beans and his okra. Well, the man said, well, this is pitiful. This is a pitiful excuse for a garden, to which the preacher replied, I just wanted to wait until the vegetables had a chance to decide for themselves what they wanted to do. I like that, because the reality is that's what we do with our children, and that's not good. Because the weeds will choke them out. You can't allow your kids to choose or decide if they want to come to Jesus. You take them. You bring them. It's our responsibility. And when they brought them to Jesus, notice in our text, when they brought them to Jesus, the disciples, what did they do? They rebuked them. Why? 
because they thought Jesus was too important to mess with children. They thought that 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 kids were a bother. That kids, remember, it's the mentality of that day. They thought the kids were a bother. That kids were a nuisance, or the kids were trouble. And they said, "Listen, kids, can't you see that Jesus is busy with more important things than children? He's got work to do. Let him alone. He doesn't have time for you. And after all, I mean, kids, you know, you're small. You don't tithe. You don't serve. All you do is spill juice." He got no time for you. You see, they were hindering the children from coming to Jesus. And saints, let me just say, we can hinder children from coming to Jesus oftentimes ourselves by failing to take them to church, by failing to teach them in the home, by failing to be a good example. I mean, think about it. The disciples weren't being a good example. They were teaching the kids that they weren't important to Jesus. And whether good or bad, your example to your kids, you're teaching them something, whether it's good or bad. You're teaching, you're always teaching them something. So when you choose not to come to church, or you choose not to bring them to Sunday school, or you choose to come to church if you've got nothing else to do. See, this is all the example which could be hindering your children from coming to Jesus. Or when they're home, they all they hear you talk about is church and it's all negative. You see, all of that is hindering kids, all of these things. You know, I got to tell you something. We've been here at Calvary Chapel. People have accused us here of hindering children from coming to Jesus. And they have said, you know, Pastor Rodney, because, see, we here at the church, and if you've been here, you know, if you're first time here, you don't know this, but if you've been here any length of time, you know that we try to um, keep children six years old and under over in the children's ministry and not in the sanctuary. And so we encourage that. So if you come in the church and you're new and some usher or pastor is telling you about the children's ministry or or even if you've been here a while and we're trying to get you to get your kids over there, that's because we 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 want to be able to minister to kids on their level. We want to be a blessing to the kids. But people have come to me and said, "Pastor Roddy, you're not suffering the little children to come to Jesus." And I said, "Yes, I am suffering the children." I'm allowing them to come to Jesus because I want to get them in the children's ministry where they can learn, where they can grow, where they can be kids. I mean, think about it. I mean, you know, a lot of kids have bad memories of church. A lot of kids have been traumatized by church. Because when you were coming up, now you probably know, when you were coming up and you went to church and the pastor was preaching and you were like five or six years old and you were tearing up the Bibles or making airplanes or whatever out of the pages of the Bible, what happened? Your mom would pop you or she'd pluck you in the head or something like that. And you'd be, you know, all you remember about the church sanctuary is pain. <laughs> and isn't that true? And, and you really were just being a child. When you're small, you need to be able to wiggle. This is deep thought here, you guys. I mean, follow me. I mean, you need to be able to wiggle. You need to be able to play. You need to be able, when you're a kid, to walk and to talk and drool. You're a kid. You should be able to cry and go potty wherever and whenever you want. Because you're a child. Eat crackers, drink juice, be a kid. You shouldn't be forced to come in here and listen to me talking about the Hellenistic society. 
I mean, listen, if I were a kid, I wouldn't want to come and listen to me. That's not fair. And so our policy here is to not hinder the children from coming to Jesus. And so we want them to go to children's ministry. Now, granted, if you're a first-time visitor, I understand that. You want to keep your kids? You don't know this wacko Calvary Chapel stuff. I mean, they're meeting in a business park. I mean, what kind of what kind of freaky Christian church is this? I mean, you don't know. And so, yes, understandably, you, you want to keep your kids with you so you can know that you're in a safe environment. But let me just tell you, if you've been coming here for a year, I think you're past that. Yeah, you could take them over there because it's a great children's ministry. You saw those pictures. They are great. And the kids are having fun and they love it. And they're being ministered to on their level. And it's not somebody pushing them and hindering them from coming to Jesus. Well, then notice in verse 14 in your Bibles, the disciples, they hinder the kids from coming to Jesus. And notice what, when Jesus saw it, what did he do? He was greatly displeased. That word displeased literally means, write it in your Bible, indignant. Or Jesus was hot. He was upset. He was livid. And he said, let the children come to me and don't get in their way. One of the things that you cannot miss as you study the Bible, Jesus spent lots of time, as I said, with children. He loved it. Many miracles that Jesus did were done on the behalf of or on children. John chapter 4. The nobleman came to Jesus and said, Jesus, my son is sick and dying. Would you heal him? And Jesus healed the boy. Mark chapter 9. Jesus comes down from the Mount of Transfiguration and ran into a young child possessed with a demon. And Jesus healed him. Mark chapter 5. Jerry's daughter, who was 12 years old, Jesus looked at her and said, Talitha kumai, which means little lamb, arise. And he took her by the hand and raised her from the dead and then said to her mom and dad, give her something to eat. Jesus liked to eat too. And he cared for people. He cared for kids. Luke chapter 7, the widow of Nain, N-A-I-N, Nain. She was on her way in a funeral procession, procession to bury her son. And Jesus saw her and he stopped and he raised her son from the dead. Jesus loved to be around kids and children and youth and spent a lot of time with them. Don't ever get in the way. Or hinder a kid from coming to Jesus. Amen, saints? This is hugely important for you to understand. You know, because you don't know. You think they're too small to give their life to Christ. No, they're not. You know, Wednesday night, we a lady had her son in here. And again, seven years old, she had him in here. And, and, and cute little boy, he actually sat pretty quiet. They sat pretty much right up front. He did well. And, and we were teaching Daniel of all chapters, Daniel chapter 12. It's like all this prophecy stuff, you know what I mean? Wednesday night, and after the service, I gave an altar call, and people gave their lives to Christ, and so did that little seven-year-old. And I came down, and he says, can you pray with me? He was his mom. And he was just, I came down, and he put a little head on my shoulder, and we prayed together. See, you don't underestimate. Don't, you don't know. You don't know. The Holy Spirit can move that way. You don't know. It's never too early. You know, a Gallup poll, <clears throat> pardon me, a Gallup poll survey showed that 19 out of 20 people who became Christians did so before the age of 25. At the age of 25, get this, 1 in 10,000 will become believers. At 35, 1 in 50,000. 
At 45, one in 200,000. At 55, one in 300,000. And get this, at 75 years old, one in 700,000 people will come to Christ. You see the pattern? The older you get, the harder it gets. Why? Because your heart gets harder. That's why when you're a kid, Jesus says, don't hinder the kids. Because when they're a kid, their hearts are soft. They're not all messed up yet by the world. So you put Jesus in their heart so they won't get messed up. And when they do get messed up, Jesus gets them right back on course. Amen, saints? How important is that? And then in verse 15 and 16, i got to wrap it up. Jesus said, if you want to get into the kingdom, you've got to come in like a child. You must receive the kingdom as a child or you can't get in. Now, children have many qualities. Children are teachable. Children are trusting. Children are simple. Kids just tell it like it is, don't they? They meet you. Mister, why are you bald? It's like, now your business, kid. <laughs> I mean, kids just tell it, you know, you pick them up and hold them. Oh, you're so cute. Oh, your nose is so big. Why is it? Kids are something. I mean, they're just simple and teachable and trusting and honest. That's true. But I'll tell you something. That's not exactly what Jesus is saying. Jesus is pointing out, if you're going to come into the kingdom, you've got to come in, get this, hopeless and helpless like a child. Hopeless and helpless? Yeah, that's how children are. They come in the world, they are hopeless and helpless. I mean, think about it. You ever visit a baby in the hospital and you're holding this little baby and that baby is so helpless? You're just looking at them, they're they're helpless. They can't do anything for themselves. Every child that comes into the world, regardless of race, color, culture, sex, family, position, they all come in the world the same way. Think about it. Hopeless and helpless, and they need big people. The big people have to pick them up and carry them and dress them and feed them and change them. The big people have got to put them in the tub. The big people got to take them out the tub. The big people have to do everything for them. And so a child is hopeless and helpless. And you know nothing about a child? They're good receivers. They're good receivers. Children don't turn down anything. You want this lollipop? Yeah, give me that. You know, get mine. Don't they? They just, they, they just take it. And, and they, don't, they, they don't receive based on their merit. It's not like they're good and, 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 and innocent. I mean, that's not what he's saying either. I mean, we all know if you've got a toddler, you know they are anything but innocent. They're not innocent, but, but they are good receivers, even though they don't deserve it. They're good receivers. They just, you, hey, would you like this? Yeah, give it to me. Well, Johnny, what do you say? Now? <laughs> no, thank you. You say thank you. You say thank you. Yeah. They just receive. Why? Based on them, any merit of their own? No, nothing. They just do. That's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, if you are going to come into the kingdom, you got to be hopeless, you got to be helpless, and you got to be a good receiver. You got to say, hey, I don't deserve it. I'm worthless. Lord, you're worth everything, and I'm worthless, yet I don't deserve it. But I come to you naked and helpless and humble and dependent. Lord, I come to you not on my own merit and my own righteousness. I don't pull myself up by my bootstraps and make myself do it. I can't do any of that. Lord, I come to you based on you, 100% totally, completely helpless and hopeless, trusting you to do for me what I cannot do for myself. That's the way to come into the kingdom. 
And if you don't come into the kingdom that way, you cannot come into the kingdom. And so in verse 16, in closing, Jesus picked them up in his arms. And in the Greek language, notice in verse 16, it says he took them up. Literally, that means he gave them a bear hug. Jesus gave the kids a bear hug. And it's like, let me go. Let me go. I can't breathe. And Jesus just hugged them and gave them a bear hug, pressed them against his chest, patting them on the back, asking the father to bless them and to keep them. That's Jesus. And like I said, Jesus loves the little children, all the little children of the world, red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Amen, saints. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccary.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.